0: It's another Sunday Night in Comedy, and tonight we're celebrating punchlines and punditry on both sides of the border, with Canadian comedy icon Ron James joining us for Canada Day, and stateside, our producer Vince goes one-on-one with Boston and New York bad boy Bobby Kelly. It's two nations, one mic. I'm Dean Young, and we're about to go Inside the Joke welcome to
1: inside jokes on global news radio 640 toronto
0: welcome back to inside jokes right here on 640 toronto and of course streaming coast to coast canada wide on the global news radio network and also stateside for our friends down in the usa because tonight we're talking canada day we've got canadian comedy icon ron james joining us once again from where he always is out on the road pounding the pavement across canada And we have American Bad Boy, Bobby Kelly, joining us on the air. He will be at this year's massively returning JFL Festival in Montreal. We got him on the lineup as well. It's Canada Day. It's 4th of July. Uh, We got comedy from both worlds. Our producer, Vince Tedesco, will be talking to Bobby Kelly. Um, But also, Vince, on a more somber note, it feels like we've done this way too many times this past year, but we've lost another one of our own comics uh, this past week. Yeah. completely shocking news it's uh, weird to even think that i'm saying this on the air right now but a past friend of the show nick Nemeroff, brilliant young canadian comic uh passed away this week so again vince it feels like way too many times we've been doing eulogies for comics on this show this past season this past year uh but this in particular is a huge hit for canadian comedy there's a lot of uh a lot of comics across the country and especially here in toronto feeling this this news today so uh this episode basically, you know, it's Canada Day, it's 4th of July, but this episode really belongs to Nick Nemeroff. so we're going to send that one his way, this is dedicated to our, our friend Nick, rest in peace. Uh, listeners at home, Vince, anybody who never caught Nick on our show or haven't seen him live, please go and listen to his album, check out some of his stuff, stream some of his comedy, because he really was one of the most brilliant young comics, I think, in this country.
2: Yeah, he was a sweetheart of a guy, he's on the show a few times, uh, obviously... Um crowds in montreal and toronto would know him more as a montreal native he kind of made his mark and then obviously doing a circuit in the clubs here in toronto but making his way all across the country even stateside he had a lot of appearances
0: stateside uh, appeared on conan last year uh just released his debut album this past year so again all of our listeners we are talking canada today we are talking fourth of july but uh close to the chest for all of us here in Canadian comedy, check out Nick Nemeroff's stuff. Uh, he really was a brilliant comic who really was just, just getting started out and showing us what he had. So this episode belongs to Nick Nemeroff. This is Can-Am Comedy right here on 640 Toronto. If there's a goal that
3: everyone
0: remembers, it was back in 072. We all squeezed the stick and we all pulled the trigger. Welcome back to Inside Jokes right here on 640 Toronto. Brought to you as always by our good friends at Hakeem Opskull. Helping you spot hecklers in the crowd since 1967. It is of course can M comedy. We are talking Canada Day. We're talking 4th of July. And who better to join us for Canada Day than Canadian comedy heavyweight Ron James. He's always out there putting in the kilometers. Traversing this country from coast to coast. He's kind of like a comed- comedian comedy's. Wayne Ronstadt in a way, but you know, with vastly better writing. Ron is on the air (laughs) right now. (laughs) I do. I like Ron. I mean, we check in with you every season or so on this show. And and I mean, as is very fitting for you, pretty much every time we talk to you, you're out there touring, you're out hitting the the theaters all across this land. Uh, Right now, you are parked in the middle of the prairies somewhere, I believe. Uh, I'm in the southernmost point of Saskatchewan actually. Uh it's
1: just uh, uh uh mythic country, uh one of Canada's uh more prominent national parks, but at least visited, called Grasslands. And uh it's smack dab in the heart of seventy kilometers of windswept uh prairie and plain coolies and buttes where the Sioux and uh Uh, under uh, Sitting Bull and after the Battle of the Little Bighorn came to hang out in grandmother's country. There's bison here. There's endangered burrowing owls. And as anyone who's read my book all over the map knows, I'm a bit of a geography and history nerd. So uh, I decided to camp my way back from Vancouver uh, or Vancouver Island, rather, where my last gig was. I had a dozen dates in BC. We had to make up some dates because of the floods in December that wiped us out. And it's just been magnificent, man. I camped for three days in Yoho National Park, and uh, I'm making my way across the Lipa Superior because there's only been one section of the Trans Canada I haven't driven in my peregrinations uh, as I ply my trade from coast to coast. And uh, I guess some people have different bucket list, li- <laughs> bucket list scratches than me, but the only section of the TCH I haven't driven is between Winnipeg and Dryden. So I thought, yeah, I'm 64, I got to scratch that one off. <laughs> <There you laughs> Some people want to see Rome, <laughs> I want to see the beginning of the Canadian Shield. So there you go, brother.
0: Well, and I mean, what a fitting what a fitting book for you to write all over the map because I mean, you know, we've spoken to you on this on the show before about this, but I mean, that's that's how you built your career really was going across the country, putting in that FaceTime with crowds, selling out theaters, going from town to town, city to city and really just covering covering the kilometers, like, that's... Well, I feel, it was I feel like that's kind of lost, in a way, in comedy now.
1: Well, uh, I, it's, that's an appropriate statement, you know. Um, as I say in the book, uh, I mean, we live in the shadow of Lady Liberty, and stand-up comedy in Canada, by the intelligentsia, is paid scant lip service. I mean, you know, the Globe and Mail has their list of books to read this summer, and there's no section on humor, right? And uh, we've always been measured by how well we do elsewhere rather than how well we do here. And I spent three years chasing the sitcom dream in the early 90s, another lifetime ago. And uh, I started reading uh, Hero of a Thousand Faces down there, Joseph Campbell's seminal novel, and his phrase, follow your bliss, just stuck with me. And uh, so when I came back to Canada, uh, that was my mandate to make it work here and after five years at the wonderful Laugh Resort, which is long gone now, I started booking myself into little theaters and stuff and taking some plaque, you know. People would say, oh, Ron's playing Gravenhurst or Ron's playing in nice big metropolitan centers. But the truth is I wanted to make a living and I had a family to feed. And what happened by following my bliss and stepping beyond the myopic perimeter of the big smoke was this wonderful world of wonders that opened up for me whether I was playing Thunder Bay in February or, or 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 St. John's in September or Courtney Comox in June, uh, I, I had this great adventure, you know, and it wasn't without its price to be paid. Nothing comes for free, but uh, I got nine specials and a television series out of it. Uh, but the specials were near and dear to my heart because they allowed me to uh, embrace – uh, the sense of people in place one thing the first five anyway thematically themed and then the final four uh were more universal in scope you know but uh i i've I just really really enjoyed this adventure man and Boy, it that's... wasn't about where i'm going to get it was all about where i was exa- and that made exa- all the exa- difference in the world
0: That's right. It's about the journey, not necessarily the destination. And I mean, you you know, a lot of you
1: hit the nail on the head.
0: You know, and a lot of a lot of your fans and a lot of our listeners who know your comedy. I mean, they do know that you know you you skewer the political, you tackle pop culture in its current form and whatever's going on around you in the day. But your comedy has also always been this sort of long extended love letter to this land. There's sort of again, what an appropriate book for you to not only write, but now you're nominated for the Leacock for this. But what an appropriate book for you, because your comedy has really always just been this sort of tapestry of pure Canadiana and just sort of it's almost this your your material is almost just this logbook of the land and, and what you've seen through your own eyes, just traveling out and going and meeting those audiences face to face. And you also have an interesting gig coming up. Uh, you're going to be at the Stratford Shakespeare Festival, which I mean, that's obviously that's hallowed ground for for a lot of performers. That's that's. A very hallowed space for for performers but it's sort of new territory for comics in a way i mean you between between being nominated for this book and performing at stratford at this point of your career you're entering like national humorist territory at this point ron this is you're getting into like canadian mark twain territory at this point
1: oh boy that's
0: that's that's
1: quite an accolade thank you uh thank you very much i mean uh uh humorist was always something that i said is is a stand-up who isn't funny, but, uh, <laughs> I, I love the way uh, I've always loved the way w- words roll off the tongue and, and tickle the ear as well as the funny bone. Right. And, uh, to be asked to perform at Stratford, I, uh, I did a benefit there at the Avon theater just before COVID broke January 4th, 2020. And they happened to be in the audience when I was doing a benefit for the, the, the town is building their own theater for non-professionals. And so they invited me. And then the last couple of years, of course, have been canceled. And, uh, you know, uh, to perform there at that beautiful place, uh, this uh, 100-year-old vaudeville theater, uh, and all the vaudeville theaters in the country uh, have this almost supernatural spirit backstage from all the performers that have graced the boards. And uh, I've never... Uh, I've never not had a wonderful experience there, but it is something, you know, it's a, it's an accolade. I, I, I certainly don't take for granted and uh, hats off to Stratford for, for bringing comedy to, uh, to that prestigious festival. But, you know, I guess a couple of Red Bulls backstage for me and a glass of water on a stool is a hell of a lot cheaper than mountain, the pirates of Penzance. So, <laughs> so I'm sure there was a monetary, I'm sure there were, not to lessen the, uh, the accolade but i'm sure that there was a monetary uh rationale behind the whole thing too but i have to say as well there's other comedians that are performing there and uh, they should be mentioned uh by me too they're uh they're over at the patterson uh in alternative space at the patterson uh, martha chavez and uh, ali hussein are a couple of the comedians who are there so uh So this is a good sign, you know, because, uh, you know, I mean, JFL was so important to so many of us for so long. It was the grail. And I speak of it as well in the book because, I mean, uh, I remember my second gala performance there was Don Rickles, who was the host. yeah. And I used to do, yeah, man, and I used to do this German, uh, I used to imitate, I used to say, camping's fun in the daytime, but as soon as the sun goes down, everything that eats meat wakes up. I was pretty safe, though, because I can't decide some Germans. God bless them but their accent. will scare anything. So anyway, I come backstage, and Rickles is laughing his ass off. Uh, uh, An agent was backstage. He said, Rickles was laughing at you, man. And Rickles comes up to me, right? He's got that – he looked like the king of the turtles. He's got that little unique Rickles head, and he looks me right in the face. He said, that was a great set, kid. I'm flummoxed, right? I said, well, well but then, thank you, sir. And he said, I didn't get my first break in show business until I was 38 years old. How old are you? I said, 42. His smile shifts to a frown. He gently slaps my cheek. He looks me in the eye and says, you're finished.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that, that is as perfect note to go to commercial as any. All right, we're going to come back but, with oh, more. I have to
1: finish. I, I just have to finish. Just one sec. So I stood line okay. to get my poster autographed. And the guy wrote, on my poster funny is as funny does and you are six months later i was stuck in a cattle killing blizzard driving to prince george for a gig in february on a two-lane road that became a snow crusted goat path a taliban refugee with a winning lottery ticket wouldn't cross and i remembered that phrase and it was my holy talisman to get me from point a to point b so just remember that it's all about the long haul brother
0: That's right. And nobody knows that more than Ron James. We're going to come back with more of Ron. It's Canada Day in Comedy right here on Inside Jokes. Hi, I'm Andrew Barr. I'm one of four comedians in the country who knows how to make more than just craft dinner. And you're listening to Inside Jokes. Welcome back to Inside Jokes. It is Can-Am Comedy right here on 640 Toronto. And of course, streaming all across this land on the Global News Radio Network, we have the one and only Canadian comedy icon, Ron James, joining us again on the air. Uh, Out on tour, out west, his book All Over the Map is nominated for the Leacock Medal. And, you know, Ron, of course, we always chat with you about, you know, how you're always traveling across Canada, putting in that FaceTime with audiences, pounding the pavement. And of course, that's what this book was all about. For you though, I mean, now we're coming into a time in, in comedy, especially after what happened the last couple of years, where everything has shifted over to the digital and everything is sort of all about just a global audience all at once. And there's, you know, it's changing the dynamics, the way this industry works. Do you think we'll sort of lose that, life that way of the road dog in Canadian comedy and that regionalism that's so much been steeped in what our comedy is? Well, if
1: it's up to me, we won't. Uh, But I uh, that's an excellent question. And uh, you know, I mean, Canadians to survive in a country that's defined regionally, Canadian comedians have always had to um, customize our content to a certain degree to wherever they're performing. But that's right. always been the rule. You know, I mean, people talk to me about, I remember Tom Power saying he saw Louis C.K. Uh, years ago in St. John's, and uh, he did uh, 10 minutes or 15 minutes on, on St. John's. And uh, I said, yeah, I mean, that's the first lesson you learn uh, is to, um You know, let the people know that you've taken the time to care. And I think that's uh, that's an absolute rule of stand up that will never change. But the globalization of it uh, and the digitization of it and the huge emphasis that the media places on affluence and celebrity uh, is uh, that's unsettling. Because when George Carlin was at the top of his game, nobody was talking about how much he was worth, right? Right, yeah. Nobody was talking about uh, where he lived, uh, whether he owned a Rolls Royce or not, or had an elevator in his house. They were talking about what he said. They were talking about his prophecy. They were talking about the way he looked at society. And that still has to be the rule. And look, I'm going to tell you, there's a hunger out there for it. If we're going to save this notion of us that you started your question with, is this regionalization? Because there's a great radicalization that's happening now, too. And I've got 18 dates across the West, the prairies in the fall, November and December. And um, yeah. You know, I mean, that's that's going to be very interesting to see what happens because you can't temper your point of view in order to accommodate a demographic. And uh, I, uh, I loved the West. I mean, I think it's one of my best specials quest for the West. And it's just so inspiring, this wind, this land, this, this rolling prairie, this iconic geography that just drop kicks you in the solar plexus. And uh, the people are just so um, unique. I mean, they, and that's one of the things that I think I try to hang my hat on while at the same time holding power to account is to try to embrace that heartline hum and to acknowledge the soul note that I've heard singing from coast to coast. That's what I hope we don't lose. the The decency and the civility of an appreciation for all of us.
0: <laughs> it is. It is true, uh, Ron. We we got to wrap it up. But as always, Let's wrap I mean, it up on a positive
1: note about Canada Day, Dean. If everybody could see this country the way I've seen it uh, uh, in in winter, in spring, summer, in all the seasons, and 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 hear the appreciation that Canadians have just to sit shoulder to shoulder, lapping their worries away especially after the last two years of COVID incarceration we've suffered. Yeah, I think we'll get through this thing. But uh, a generosity, of spirit goes a long, long way.
0: And that's, that's, all, that's what it's all about, man. I mean, this new special, the book, it's sort of you're out there putting in that FaceTime. And I mean, I think we need this now more than ever. Ron James, always a pleasure. I, I mean, we always love hearing what you're up to next, your new special, your new material. I mean, you'd you'd think there's no more milestones, but you're always it's always evolving and changing. And again, I think after the last couple of years, we need this new material now more than ever. Very desperately. So, Ron James, always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you, sir. You're a class act. I appreciate it.
0: We always love talking to you. Enjoy the road, man. Stay safe. and We'll talk to you soon. All the best, brother. Bye bye. Thank you very much.
3: Yo, this is uh, stand-up comedian power Robuscus and y'all are tuned in to Inside Jokes.
2: Welcome back to Inside Jokes. I am producer Vince Tedesco taking over the second half of this interview, and with us is uh, who I like to call the bad boy of Boston, baby. Welcome to the show, Mr. Bobby Kelly. How are you?
3: Hi, buddy. How are you? Good to see you.
2: Good to see you. It's nice that we do uh, radio interviews on Zoom, but anybody listening right now, I mean, uh, or catch us on social media, you can see clips of this uh, this lustrous interview we have with I've returning a... JFL alum. I must say,
3: yes, I am an alum, right. I should get a jacket.
2: Yeah, they should. I mean, it's you that's always there. Alonzo Bowden's always there.
3: I want a sweater. I want a JFL sweater. A JFL sweater. I mean, it's July,
2: so it might be a little warm. Well, I,
3: all right. Well, I mean, you want to bring back the 90s sweater vest
2: like Zach Morris.
3: How about a, how about a windbreaker? We'll do a windbreaker.
2: All right, dude, we'll do a windbreaker. You are returning this year to JFL. You're part yeah. of the nasty show, right?
3: The nasty, the filthy show, the best show. I love you it. Because so you are not, you're not you're out a, you're not a not rookie I'm not a rookie, man. I love it. It's The first show I did, and I I love when they put me on it. I, it just I'm, I still get nervous because it's always like a killer row, uh, and you never know where you're going up. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, I love it. And Big J, my pal's hosting it, so I know it's going to be Yamanik is on it. Yeah. There's some Canadian comics I don't I've never met. I'm excited. I always meet new people on that show. Like I remember, I, I met Jimmy Carr did the Nasty Show one year. Yeah,
2: yeah, he's another staple.
3: Yeah, yeah, a staple. And uh, I got to meet him. The be- he's one of my favorite people on the planet. Uh, and and uh, yeah, I'm excited, man. It's it's it's. I mean, it's it's time. It's been two years. I, I know. You know, I be I appreciate that we're going to get back together and and sit in a room and laugh. You know.
2: It has okay now I, I want to get into all of that, but right off the top, I mean we we are airing on the July Fourth weekend, yeah. and I know you yourself, and I've I've watched your stuff, and I I know your comedy. You're not that much of a political comment, no. a comic, but what with all the craziness, the chaos that's going on yeah. south of the border for us looking at it, yeah. I mean how much of that plays into your material now? I mean, you got. You got issues with guns. You got issues with abortions. You got, it's like every day something crazy is coming up in the U S but I mean, Hey, God bless America. It gives you material, but how much it actually makes it into your act.
3: Look, man, I don't really, I, I, a long time ago, a guy told me, worry about your world, not the world. Hey. Okay. And I, I've tend to take that into my comedy. If it affects my, if my wife got an abortion, I mean, <laughs> something wrong yeah i don't know it's it's gonna (laughs) die anyways i don't know why she would (laughs) Just sit for a week relax if your womb is dusty relax Uh, (laughs) but you know i mean look it affects my life i'll talk about it if it doesn't i won't i'm just not that guy i'm not i i like to talk about personal stuff things that affect me personally and that's what's the funniest to me. I have some stuff about the pandemic, uh, but it's personal stuff about me. It's not, it's not uh, you know, I, I, people seem to pick a side, you know, on certain things because that, those people and then you get a fan base. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you say this and I, I, I'm there to make people laugh at my world. If you think it's funny, uh, great. And usually they do. Usually I like to talk about stuff that pretty much everybody can relate to. Uh, you know, abortion is, yeah, I got nothing on it. You know what I mean? I got nothing on it.
2: Right.
3: You know, I mean, it's crazy, but I do you, I'm a flip-flopper too. I am, I'm mushy. I mean, in, I'm internally mushy. I could talk to you about it and you'd be like, this is the way it is and that and now I'll, I'll go to the guy next door and be like, no, he's wrong. This is the way, And I'll be like, okay, I I, <laughs> I one night, This is so funny. I went to one night and I, this guy sent me this video about the pandemic and how it's, and I watched the whole thing and I, I knew all this, and I went to the comedy cellar with the owner of the comedy cellar, and he was sitting with this old guy, and I was like, well, this happened, and this, and this is why this is happening, and the old guy go, this is all untrue, and this guy was like a CEC, he worked at things, yeah. <laughs> I listened this a dope on a podcast, and the guy who like literally does it for the government was sitting at the table, he's like, you're 100% wrong about all this, so usually, I just keep my mouth shut, yeah, I'm, I'm well, very here- yeah, yeah. us north
2: of the border get to you know we, we, we're like the neighbor peeking over the fence obviously we're kind of like look what's, what's going on down there and yeah. then there's your guy and then there's our guy and as soon as you have issues with guns our guy goes that's it no more guns and then as soon as you have issues with abortion our guy goes that's it every woman will have the right to do whatever they want so i mean it gets so exhausting listening to all these people uh talk about stuff so i mean uh, from a, com- a comedic standpoint i mean the world itself yes is crazy but your world of, your world, yourself, I yeah. think it'd be crazier because it's how I, you interpret it all.
3: Dude, I have a I have a nine year old that has been taking jujitsu. He's choking me out. Okay. <laughs> you know, I have problems. I have my own problems to deal with. My wife, we don't even kiss anymore. Okay. There's things happening in my world. Okay. I have I have 30 summers left. I don't have time. <laughs> ha- I don't have time. I don't have time what for is- the hijinks, man. <laughs>
2: One of your best bits ever. I saw that clip. I'm like, yeah, I got 30 summers. I'm like, yeah, that is a real number. It's like, yeah, because I think you and I are in the same age bracket, 76-ish. I was born. Yeah. Well, I was born in 76, but yeah.
3: yeah we're in the same thing, dude. It's, it's, it's getting tight on the fun yeah. times.
2: I, I hear you. I hear you. Um, but coming back to the festival and and you coming back to Montreal, I mean, last year they did a massive Canadian sort of collaboration, but this year it is the 40th anniversary. You are a part of the nasty show. How I mean, how exciting it ain't to be back up north in, in, in Montreal, but just to kind of see everybody again. As we always describe it on the show, just for laughs or, or the Montreal comedy festivals, sometimes known in the States. Uh, but it's like comedy camp for, for comics.
3: It, it really is, man. We get to come and I get to meet comics. I've always wanted to meet. Last time I was up there, I got to talk to chris delia who i know I, hey, man i really love your stuff and i know him i've known him before but i never hung with him alone we're all outside smoking cigars in front of the hotel and yeah. just starting our own little parties i love doing that just starting a little party one comic and another comic comes by and then all of a sudden there's 20 comics hanging out in this random place by the hotel or up in the lobby and uh or at the bar it's it's just a uh, it's a fun thing. And plus the people that work at the festivals, man, I've been coming here for a long time. Those people are my family. Those are my, that's my Canadian family, man. I mean, man, you know, I, they,
2: they I take care I, of a lot of people.
3: I, I mean, they really take care of us when we're up there. They make us feel good. No, no they don't make you feel less than, uh, you know, they don't, they don't like, Oh, you, you're here and he's here and she's there. They don't do any of that. If you're at the festival, you're part of this festival. You're part of it just as much as anybody else. And, that's uh, good. Not to mention, dude, I mean, dude, the stuff that happens, you know, we it's hilarious. I'm hanging out with the funniest people. I'm walking up Mount Royale uh, last time with Yamanika. No, Miss Pat. It was Miss Pat and mm-hmm. Tim Dillon. And we walked hey, up and, yeah, t- so we got up to the top barely, and then Tim Dillon goes and gets a triple ice cream. I said, what are you doing? <laughs> you just what are you doing you know so what
2: you do get a chance to uh you do get a chance to explore the city and stuff and get out right oh,
3: dude i go oh oh yeah i wake up in the morning i walk around dude yeah Montreal's
2: not, got that european vibe going
3: on i give myself missions like i'm like i want a bag like a backpack uh, or i'll be like i want like a piece of art or something i i go down to the water i go all over the place
2: do you get a chance to bring the family up does the wife and kids come up too?
3: my wife and kids always comes up yeah he is my son has been going to this festival since he was born
2: oh wow nice good yeah, my okay. son grew see. Up on,
3: yeah he came up on stage uh last time at a nasty show he cl- he came out and said goodbye at the end oh yeah. uh,
2: that's yeah. cool you don't know what what, what kind of you don't know what to expect then i guess anybody coming on to one of your shows i mean hey yes yeah. nice appearance from maximus kelly
3: maximus <laughs> yeah I mean, made I mean he couldn't listen to any of my stuff i was doing at the show <laughs> They'd have earmuffs on them downstairs, but when he came out, he got to say goodbye. You know what I mean? But yeah, it was, yeah, uh, it's just an insane time and an insane couple of weeks to uh, to laugh again, man. Do you remember that? Hey, the world. Yeah, we had a rough time and we divided, blah blah blah. But we're really not. We think the same stuff is funny. We really laugh if we can just go to one of these shows and just sit down, and you'll you'll be laughing at some weird, crazy stuff. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, that's all we can ask for, essentially. You know, I mean like these festivals, I mean, I would say Just for Laughs is up there with probably the biggest comedy festival best. on the planet. It's the best. Um, and to be a part of it and to see that you're coming back and everything like that is just, uh, it's amazing to hear. And it's amazing to see that the city comes out and supports it. It's like Mardi Gras, man. So, but I mean, you yeah. really got to love comedy and take it all in. So I'm glad that you are coming back. Uh, yeah. Another thing I wanted to kind of address with you uh, uh-huh. was released today. The oh, news no. came out. You got a you got a podcast I coming.
3: I got a I got my I thought I was talking about R. Kelly getting thirty years.
2: Oh no no, was that a, did that get released?
3: Yeah, he's thirty years in prison.
2: R. Kelly got released? Oh wow, yeah, it just years.
3: scrolled up while I was right here on my computer.
2: Hey, thought, okay, breaking up. Robert <laughs> Bobby Kelly just told Ke- just told us that R. Kelly is going to jail for thirty years.
3: Yeah, well, I'm always associated with him. anybody who Google's me has to see him singing or doing weird stuff.
2: Has that uh, become a, a nuisance? I guess.
3: Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it stinks. There's a lot of disappointed limo drivers with, you know, R. Kelly on their little sign. And then chubby, chubby boobs Kelly shows up. Um, <laughs> but the podcast, though. Podcast, yeah. I'm doing the 28th, July 28th at 5 p.m. I'm doing, they, they're so gracious to let me do my part. You know, so I,
2: you're going to record an episode in Montreal?
3: I'm gonna do one in Montreal, dude, at the festival. And okay, I don't- I
2: come check that out because I'm coming to the festival, so I'll be sure to see oh, you. And I good, want to come good. to
3: the stamping. Yeah, now, I don't know the name. I don't-, I don't know who's gonna be there. Yeah, the name. Okay,
2: well, I mean, it's you hosting, so whoever's gonna come is whoever's gonna come. We're coming, we're coming for you. But the name is what I love the most because <laughs> it reminds me of something that I always it's mm-hmm. not a bit. I know Dane Cook had a bit about this, but it always reminds me of when you're drunk the one phrase you kind of say to your buddies or your crew. Yeah. (laughs) And I I know what mine is, but I love the name of this podcast. You know what, dude?
3: Well, that's, that's Billy Burr actually making fun of me. Really? Okay. I want to know
2: the origin of that.
3: Because I say, dude, I'm like, you know what? So we watching TV and, you know, something political or something. I'll be like, you know what, dude, those people, dude. And he, they would always make fun of me. You know what, dude? So when we're talking about anything, Hey, did you see that movie? Yeah. You know what, dude? Uh, that movie was cool dude so it's just him making fun of me and uh and then he just he still calls me up and leaves messages even the beginning we he saw top gun and he went that beginning song uh he did bob kelly in a cave he did he does it all the time you know what dude is me you know it's me, me them making fun of me it's my thing i do
2: I love it. I and, and I even appreciate the word dude because in the last few years, I think the word bro took over dude. So I'm uh, glad to see that you're bringing it back because a yeah. lot of people are saying bro.
3: Yeah, forget bro, bro stakes. Yeah, bro, bro is a bully. Dude yeah, is, I can't bro. do bro. I, can, I love dude. I still say dude. Uh, bro, bro date rapes.
2: You know what I mean? Nice. Uh, you know what dude is launching today on podcast? Apple Podcasts, has all the streaming services, everything like that, right? People can get it.
3: It's everywhere, dude. Uh, Riot Cat uh, LaughButton.com. LaughButton.com is where it's at now.
2: Perfect. You know what dude releases today. And this we're gonna take a quick commercial break, come back, wrap things up with Bobby Kelly, who's gonna be in Montreal. Get your tickets. He's gonna be at the nasty show. We just found out he's doing a live taping of you know what dude his new podcast. Stick around more with Bobby Kelly. We'll be right back. I'm Vince. This is Inside Joke 640 Toronto.
3: It's Robert Kelly. And you know what? You're listening to Inside Jokes, dude. They're inside the joke. Uh, Yeah, and I had a blast. What a show. I love it.
2: Welcome back. I am Vince, taking over the rest of the half of this show. With me is the one and only
3: Bobbert. Bobbert. Robert or Bobby. Okay. As we go, my Kelly. name thanks. That's why I hate my name. <laughs> if it was Maximus, you would never mess it up. You just called me Bobbert.
2: Bobbert <laughs> Kelly. Hey, at least I didn't call you a Cobbert Belly. Belly. <laughs> uh we are sitting in with bobby kelly who's going to be at this year's just for laugh festival a part of the nasty show he's going to be recording his new podcast uh alive like on location at jfl new podcast called you know what dude do the voice do the voice bobby
1: you know what dude i'm There you, you, go. you. <laughs>
2: uh bobby as we discussed you are a fan favorite in montreal you're coming back up but uh uh and and you get to be you know back in front of live crowds again and stuff like that i know the type of style that you kind of to get with on stage you don't really you don't really derive too much into the craziness you're kind of very casual low key but yeah. now with the new podcast yeah does another persona bobby kelly come out
3: i got i got no b plan baby no i got, I got no b plan It's me and that's all you get <laughs>
2: that's it but i'm just saying do you dig in and try to find like podcast Bobby Kelly or is it or is it all just kind of you're, you're you're in the same it's zone
3: up. it's one It's one, I got one zone I have, <laughs> I, have, I have I have I have one gear and that's all I got you know what I mean I've tried yeah. it's so funny because you see other podcasts and the, you know you're talking about aliens and and the, you know Egyptians I'm like dude I don't give up. yeah I, I mean I'll talk about it if you want to but you know what I mean I I that's why I love my podcast we don't have any topics. We just sit down and whatever comes out, comes out. You know what I mean? And sometimes it's that stuff and sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's just making fun of somebody's shirt. <laughs> 20 minutes of just trashing somebody on their stupid clothing choices. <laughs>
2: well, that's that's kind of the thing that I love about comedians and everything that kind of is encompassed with them. Because you kind of get that green room vibe when you're all yeah. just chilling laid back. But I mean... Coming up, I know you sort of had a comedy clique. There was the, the Boston crew that you can come coming. Yeah. Now it's New York, obviously. Your, your home club's a seller, no?
3: Yeah, home club is the comedy seller, greatest club. Home club's
2: ever. comedy seller in New York. You, you, you have obviously you, you made your name in the big city there. Um, I mean, not that much. Uh, Boston ain't no big city. You, you just eventually, I mean, that is the hub of stand up. I mean, as much as LA is the entertainment district of the world, yeah. New York is bestowed in stand up culture. That's oh, like that. You got to cut your teeth in those clubs.
3: Yeah, that that's where you make the Spartans, right? In of comedy, so yeah, thir- uh, 30 of those will take on 10,000 of the other comics
2: on <laughs> any given night at the cellar. Who's in the back booth with you? Who's the clink now? Oh, dude. Norton's, still there. There.
3: Norton's still there. Uh, you got uh Keith Robinson still there after two strokes, he's still going on stage, really? <laughs> oh man, he's killing it. Uh, Colin Quinn, of course, and then you got the Young Bucks. You got Sam Morell is a, just a, I mean, Myrtle, Joe List, Dan Soda, Ari Shafir. Um, I mean, Mark Maron, you, you got Yamanika, you got, I mean, it's, and then all the kids I don't even know their names. There's so many new kids that are coming up. So many new people that are just, I mean, comedy's, comedy's killing it right now. Comedy's, yeah. comedy's the new rock star. I mean, you got Bill Burr playing the Bell Center. And Kevin Hart playing the Bell Center—that's mm-hmm. one person going up and telling jokes in front of that many people.
2: Yeah, it's I mean, fifteen like, thousand, even twenty now with floor seats. Yeah, there dude, I a-
3: saw Poison last week. Sold thirty tickets. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's Poison's great. Still
2: kicking around, then? Oh, yeah,
3: the, yeah. Poison's still around, man. They're, they're back together. They got C.C. DeVille back.
2: <laughs> but I love it that you say that comedy is the new rock stars because really, it's the only spectrum left kind of and I know that there's always that cancel culture crap yep. lurking its dirty head around the corner and even this year the craziness with rock and chappelle mm-hmm. i mean does that scare you that people oh, that, scares, not,
3: that scares that scares out there that scares actors not comedians okay yeah actors get nervous that they're they're not gonna like me comics <laughs> don't care comics are up there you do what you do man if you like me, that's awesome. You know what I mean? But I'm going, I'm going to talk about this and and I think it's funny. And you're going to let me know if it's funny or not right. by laughing. And if you don't laugh, I'm going to try to rework it as long as I can. And then I'm going to let it go. But when it makes people laugh, the majority of people, uh, it's funny. It, it's You're the ones who let us know. You're part of it. You know, that's the best part. It's like, you know, you guys are like, and I've seen people, you know, abortion. joke. I remember Billy Burr was doing an abortion joke at the cellar and right up front, these girls are those mean cancel coach faces, you know, oh, we're going to get him by the end of it, because he's a professional and he had a point of view and it was funny. They were dying laughing and they applauded. They were like, yeah, that was great. That's what comedy does. It changes people's perspective and makes you laugh at stuff. You didn't think you'd laugh at.
2: I mean, you have to think of it that way. You have to kind of sit back and say, this is so absurd. Yeah, this is happening, but we can laugh at it because and it is an art form. The, the artistry of everything that you do yeah. just kind of takes away all the pain and stupidness that you're, what you're arguing about.
3: The comedy club is the safe place. We, George Conlon said stuff he wasn't supposed to say. Richard Pryor said stuff he wasn't supposed to say, but he did it where? At a comedy show. It's the safe space. You know what I mean? He's not doing it at work. He's not doing it in the back. He's doing it. Come to the comedy show and you'll laugh at stuff. You might not laugh at. He talked about shooting his car and being lit on fire and being abusive. I mean, you know, and people laughed.
2: Yeah. Uh, No, brother. I hear you. I'm a huge supporter of yours. I love that. You're coming back to Montreal. Uh, We can talk all day about this, but we're going to wrap it up. You're going to be there last week of July 20th or so.
3: 20th to the 28th, I think. Go, go 20th to right?
2: the 28th at Montreal on Just for Laugh Festival. Get your tickets if you haven't yet. Robert Kelly will be a part of the Nasty Show and check out his new podcast. You know what, dude? Do it again. Do, do, do you the know voice, what, dude? Inside <laughs> jokes, dude. Uh, new podcast launching. Hope you're doing a live recording at the Just for Laugh Festival as well. Bobby, I love you so much. Thank you for your time today. Uh, you, when you're best. in Toronto, let us know. We'd love to have you back on. But Absolutely. I'll be seeing you in Montreal, buddy. Thanks again for your time. See
3: you. Have a great weekend, man. Take care, guys.
2: Awesome. Happy Fourth of July, buddy. Yeah. God bless America. That is our show. Big thanks again to Ron James, somewhere in Saskatchewan, and once again, Robert or Bobby, as we know him here, Bobby Kelly, who will be performing at this year's Montreal Just for Laughs Festival. That is our show. We will be back next week. Have a great long weekend, everyone. Hi. This is Alicia Carusi. And you're listening to my aunt, Sandra Carusi's Comedy Rx.
0: This week's Comedy Rx is Bobby Kelly.
3: I think it's because I'm getting older. I'm getting older and I don't like my friends. I think the older you get, it's true. The older you get, the smaller your group gets. Have you noticed that? We're in your 20s, groups are huge. Let's all go together. All 78 of us friends for life. The older you get, you're like, are they going? Because if they're going, I'm not going. Because, yeah, I hate his wife's face. (laughs) <laughs> I think it's when you're 20s, time doesn't matter. Time, you know, it's like, you know, we're gonna live forever! Friends for life! My hair's always gonna be hair! I have 30 summers left. Yeah. That's a real number. I don't have time for crappy people in my life. I've dumped my friends. I've done, I have one friend. I can't stand him. He's Italian, not even full-blooded. Till we go to an Italian restaurant, all of a sudden he's off the boat from Sicily. He just <laughs> it's like, what are you gonna get? I don't know. I'm thinking get me a pasta <laughs> Who are you? What's your name? <laughs> the waiter doesn't know. He's from Mexico. He doesn't understand a word you're saying.
0: Sean.